in a world crying out for a top 10 show. John Roca and Matt Nost are here to bring you the top 10. Take it away, boys. Hey, welcome everybody to another brand new episode of the Top 10 Show. I am John Roca. Now, I am Matt Nost, and you caught me applying chapstick. So they... <laughs> Why, if you're watching, my lips look still glossy. There you go. That's a reason. Looking good. Looking good. Thank you. I get dry uh, lips. I had a makeup artist tell me once that uh, I have the driest lips she'd ever seen, just on my bottom lip. It's wow. in two spots. So this time of year, that's when I shot it. Do you usually, have you pulled them off and caught blood and all that kind of on your lips before? No, it doesn't go, get that bad. Okay. okay. It just, just always, there's two creases and they always just look dry. And this time of year, it's so. I just got to wear more chapstick and it takes care of it. Good times, man. Good times. Just got me in the middle. We got nothing else to talk about. Uh, It's post Christmas. So, how Uh, was your Christmas? Uh, I think it was good. Uh, We had a good time. Um, Got some presents. Uh, She got some presents as well. Her sister came up. We had a nice dinner uh, the next day after Christmas with the uh, puppies and with her sister's boyfriend. We all hung out there and nice. they're both, they're both corners. So they've both been checked, rechecked, triple checked, quadruple checked yeah. for any of the coronavirus uh, stuff. So they're very clean. Um, I was freaking out because we had gone to her mom's a couple of weeks before, but I was very careful to not like, you know, walk around anywhere without the mask or be in, yeah. in our close quarters. So just making sure. So we're fine. And so, um, uh, her sister is great to come up, and we had a good time. How about you? How was your How was your Christmas? It was amazing. Yeah. The best Christmas. I honestly the the memories are still so vivid that it's hard to put into actual words how amazing that Christmas was. Wow! Wow! It's that beautiful. Like it was awesome. Well, I hung out with uh, yes my my family. The driving in rented a house right or. Basically, I just moved to another section of L.A. and we're quarantining together over in that new section of L.A. There you go. How did bringing the tree over work? Were you okay with that? Did you lose any ornaments along the way or any needles, pine needles? Um, You know, I debated on two different methods. And ultimately, I chose the the more secure one. Got it over there just fine. Everything, needles intact, ornaments. We took the ornaments off because there's just no point doing that. Smart. But uh, left the lights on and actually used those to help tie it down as well. So it was good times. (laughs) Now, is the tree done now? Have you you donated it or have you put it out for a scrap? Donated it. (laughs) Donate. Where do you donate a tree? Hey, hey, do you want my waste? (laughs) Hey. Hey. I mean, we take paper. We donate used paper. Yeah, so well, you set it out in the city. Free. You set it out, and it gets picked up by trash service, and they take it to where they dump. You know, the the same thing you put in a green container. Ah, all right, all right. Fair. That's what, that's my assumption. <laughs> uh, you'll find out just as well. Yeah, I'm sure I will. Once we get rid of it, I don't like to get rid of my tree until January. I, I like to keep it there for a little bit. Yeah, I don't know that mine's going to last that long. So, no. Even though I stayed on top of watering it, it's. 
you know, it's uh, by the time it gets close to January. The thing is, I don't want to wait to the point of no return to when then when you touch it and 50 needles fall off every time you touch the damn thing because <laughs> you're just creating a huge problem. That's a fair point for That's diminishing joy. Point. Yeah. The joy really starts to fade after. Then it's just a sad reminder of like, oh, yeah, Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> even even though I don't have a bunch of presents, I'm not a kid anymore. It's still like, oh, yeah. Shit, now we got New Year's and after New Year's, it's just a wasteland for a while. That's true. That's true. This Christmas. I don't um, know why we, I guess, in bulk of the country, it's too cold to do shit. So there is no. Right. There's a lead up for you. We got Halloween and then Thanksgiving and then Christmas and then New Year's and then piss all for months. Yeah. For a while. Didn't mean anything to, you know, like are there's a random bank holiday, like a Monday, you get out like a president's day. Right. Kids get spring break. Yeah, they do. St. Patty's. Right. Right. That's if you're into St. Patty's. I'm a little too old and I don't drink anymore. So the. The luster wore off a long time ago for me. Yeah. I don't really dial into any of that. Like Cinco de Mayo and St. Patty's. Those aren't really my things. I know other people I, really enjoy that shit. It's not my I like Cinco de Mayo because yeah. day drinking with tacos, like having a beer and tacos, I always enjoyed yeah. that. That's a good, that's a fun holiday. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, I never look at it as an opportunity just to get full on blitz. It was like, well, when I enjoyed it like that, of course I did, because that's what I was always doing. But <laughs> that wasn't a holiday where I'm like, it's not like the 4th of July, where I knew I am drinking today. Whereas yeah. Cinco de Mayo was like, ah, we're going to drink. Yeah. We'll enjoy ourselves a little bit more. Have some tacos. A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. But, will um, I get blackout drunk by the end of this? Of course I will, but that's <laughs> just, it's, it's a Tuesday. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Neither here nor there. How quickly and how you know uh, voraciously I consume is the real question. That's a good point. That's a good point. Um, what else is going on? What I mean, I want to talk basketball with you, but I, I know you're always worried that we're going to turn off the fans before we start our show. But there's so much happening here, man. There's so much happening here. Uh, uh, the James Harden overweight thing. I had no idea what this was an issue until a couple of days ago, and I started seeing all the memes and shit. They, people are ruthless, man. People are merciless with this guy. Yeah, uh, I think it was Matt Damon. He said when uh, he did the informant, he would yeah. just nuke Hagen Dazs and just eat Hagen Dazs because you could just spoon and it's pure fat. And it looks like Harden's done a lot of that at strip clubs uh, <laughs> for the past three months, four months. Just fuck quarantine. Do you think it's depression? Do you think he's also like kind of depressed as well? I mean, like he's look, he's got a job. He's got millions. He's, there's, there's nothing but it doesn't he's matter. sad about, but he's not happy with his situation. He's not. Yeah. Because now the metric by which you judge a player is how many championships you've won. That's and true. if you're not even in that discussion year in, year out, your legacy is going to be, you know, affected. It just yeah. is. Yeah. Because uh, that's how sports is viewed through that prism for some reason, especially in basketball. Yeah. Yeah. It's more so than, you know, football, Brady's an anomaly. Always has been. Yeah, but I mean, him and Belichick, like nobody does that. That's that's such crazy excellence. Yeah. That congratulations. I wish I was a Patriots fan. Uh, whereas in basketball, it's like sometimes it is it's just the difference of one player. Yeah. Oh yeah, it can swing every. Look at Kawhi and Toronto. Kawhi and Toronto. That one extra player got them the title. Yeah. You know, last year they played well. They got in the playoffs. They played well up until the they got knocked out. But Kawhi was the difference when they won that title. 
Yeah, that's why I'm. Man, Durant is looking good, and the Nets are scary. If that's the case, that's a lot of fun. I I still like Durant. I know a lot of people hate him. What do you think about Kyrie saging the fucking court? What was that all about, dude? (laughs) Of course. So for those that haven't seen it, Kyrie Irving is a point guard for the the Brooklyn Nets. He also at one point said that he believed in flat earth and then recanted that three, four months later. Just like, I was kidding. And then he's come out and said all kinds of other wackadoo stuff. So he's out there a little Uh... bit. (laughs) You know, two weeks before he told the press that I'm not going to speak to you, that you're all pawns. And Kasparov tweeted back at him, like it's just a joke yeah. about pawns. But she's like Kyrie attracts, so he's walking around the court, the outside of the court with Sage, and then he put it out in like some special look like Sage ashtray type of thing. Because if you're in for a penny, you're in for a pound. You know what I mean? If they got you for the crystals, they're gonna get you for the fucking candles. Yeah. <laughs> so if you buy into this that scam, you buy into that scam. Yeah, fair. You don't half ass. At least if you're burning Sage, it's your work. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so he walked out. It's you know, for as anomalous an activity as it is, it's harmless. And if it gives him calm and it doesn't bother anybody else, great. I'm yeah. all for it. Yeah, but it, just it, fur- it furthers the nuttiness of Kyrie, it does. doesn't it? Right. And I also think Kyrie kind of leans into it too. Yeah, a little bit. I think he, he, he enjoys needling the fans a little bit. It does. Well. It's it's like uh, Joaquin Phoenix doing Letterman, uh, you know, in the character of Joaquin. Yeah. Right. 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 To get his things. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, I don't know, he's just a weird guy, kind of, on some level. He just does his own thing. He just decided to do that. Yeah. Okay. And we all went, all right, I guess I'll watch this. Um, all right, guy. Yeah, so he's very much the same way, just an eccentric. I'd be interested to know how much of it is, you know, to force a reaction and how much is what he actually truly adheres to. Also, what's the line where he's causing too much of a distraction and the team? Because he's turned off teammates. He'll find clearly. it. Yeah, he'll always find it. And he'll Brooklyn, find it. that year he was playing for, well, last year when he was playing for Brooklyn, like all like some of the stuff that he was pulling and some of the stuff he was saying in the in the press. I wonder how much of that Kevin maybe enjoys in some fucked up way because Kevin's like, well, they won't be talking about me if they're talking about his nuttiness. Like they'll leave me alone or they'll I'll look like the good guy. I'll look like the sane, the level guy. So I can just kind of operate in a way behind a shield, behind a cover and do my thing while Kyrie is taking the spotlight. I don't think Kevin likes the spotlight. I think Kevin likes to be a star, but he doesn't like the responsibility of being in the star in the spotlight necessarily because dude, I didn't I don't know anyone else who started a burner fucking uh phones or accounts or Twitter accounts to try to monitor We don't shit. know anybody that's been caught. Well, fine. I don't know been caught. I'm sure there's so that's many such a athletes, weird thing. and they're all He's on a text thre- a ch- uh, a chain with somebody that's clowning him for it to his face as one of his friends of like, dude, you got to log out of your fucking burner, you dumbass. It's like a, him and Westbrook still have a text chain yeah, after Russell, all these years. Russell, of course you call him on it. Laughing emoji, Russell. Laughing tears emoji. <laughs> I think Durant's more so he – there's an interview from him uh, you know, years before this transpired, and he yeah. was asked like, dude, basically – that's about various players and whatnot. And when he started talking about Kyrie, there was a genuine fondness and he enjoyed yeah. watching his game. You can tell by the way he described it. Yeah. So at least that's my assumption. So when they paired up, it's like, oh, well, I remember that in his own words, him describing what it's like to play against and to watch him and how impressive he is. Right. Um, yeah. If they can figure out the, the, the insanity of it all, because they're also under the microscope. They're still technically in New York. Yeah. Steve Nash, first year's coach. Yeah. 
And I think Kevin wants the spotlight, but he also wants your reverence, and he's envious of what LeBron gets. Yeah. He, that's, once again, my guess, but he feels he's a better basketball player. It's not like saying, I'm assuming, I'm a billion times better than you, but one-on-one, I can take you. I, think I, don't, I don't think that's incorrect, to be honest. Neither do I. Neither yeah. do I. I mean, Kevin, before the injury, we were to, we talked about it a couple of times on Dropping Dimes and we're doing it over there. Like you said, you've mentioned a few times how you thought his play was better than LeBron's play. And it's like, he wow. is. Yeah. In a lot of ways, he very much is. He's, dude, he is. He lied about his height. He's seven feet tall. Yes, he is. And he can literally shoot from anywhere on the court. He can dribble the ball. He's got gorgeous dribble moves for a dude his size. It's ridiculous. He can pass when he wants to. He is an excellent defender. It's crazy. He just doesn't have LeBron's size and now LeBron's pedigree with all the championships. He's the human definition of silky smooth, of the term silky smooth. Because it's just wherever he will find himself on the court, wherever, just like, pop, pop. And when he's feeling it, good night. You can't do a fucking thing to stop it. To put it to you this way, those that don't watch basketball – his nickname given to him that he said he didn't like, but it's the best nickname I could think of, was the Slim Reaper. Yeah, the Slim Reaper was awesome. I love that. The first time I heard that, I was like, that is my favorite nickname of all, because that's exactly what he is. He's this slim dude that is just an assassin, man. Yeah, yeah, an man. assassin. It is so incredible to watch. Uh, and he's like, yeah, I don't like that. You're like, oh. So people stop calling him. That It's like, that is the best. I understand. You want to promote yourself and market yourself in a Jordan-esque fashion and aspirational and Slim Reaper ain't going to get you that, but true. that is such an accurate description of who you are. You know, if Barkley got called that, he would, he would eat that up. He would eat that because, you you know, there's certain players that have certain personalities where Slim Reaper would be. But that's Barkley's brand too. Right. It is. It is. You're right. That's right. So the uh, Kevin Durant's, but yeah. Yeah, the Nets could be a lot of fun. And even, you know, casual watchers, if you, what we're describing. So then they're uber rich and they have like weird habits. And yes, yes. that's part of the reason the, the draw of these massive sports too. Which is the one team you're looking forward to the most if you're going to watch them on League Pass or whatever? Um, well, there's a lot of interesting stuff in the East because there's so much, you know, mm. so many teams reformed. I want to watch your Wizards. I want to see what Atlanta, how exactly they're going to do this and piece all this together. I want to see what it's like if Steph Curry has the potential chance of getting James Harden's usage rate, which he Mm -hmm. would this year on the Warriors, and whether or not his efficiency can hold up. And if he can, then he will be technically the greatest offensive threat the game has ever known. Mm. He just doesn't get the usage rate of Harden. That's my guess. Yeah. Uh, Because even if his percentage points went down, like, say, two points, but he gets that excess volume the numbers he'll put up will be bonkers. Mm-hmm. Um, so who knows? Like, there's a there's a whole bunch uh, to watch. Yeah, who are you looking forward to? You like this Westbrook baby? I I, I love Russell, and just the limited play he had the other night, I'm like, yeah, that's it. I just I need him to be angry, dialed in, and loving his teammates. If those three things are in motion and working in tandem, then we got ourselves a hell of a fucking season. And yeah, you're right, Matt. What we talked about earlier, the defense is not there. Now Huchimura is going to be out for like three weeks because of issues with his eyes. 
So it's just like, okay, we'll see how he does. But that just means more time for Russell and more space for Russell to score. And already Bradley was getting shots, or getting looks that he wasn't getting last season because Russell was doing exactly what a lot of what me and a lot of people thought he's collapsing the defense because he can mm-hmm. still run to that basket. He can still drive. He's 32, but he's still got a little bit of push in the, in, to get in the lane. Still he's still, and he's got great, like he's got great instincts. That pass to Thomas Bryant was fantastic. He knows what he's doing. So I'm looking forward to seeing it. And I already want a Westbrook jersey. I'm already looking to see when they drop the price on those because I'm not going to pay full price for that motherfucker. But I will find a discount for it for but sure. The problem with Westbrook with sucks, which I always knew, mm-hmm. he is he is a candle that's going to burn out quick. Yeah, probably. probably. Because he's, his best attribute is the fact that he can harness his athleticism. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's like a slot receiver. Once he loses his step, he now can't make a break on the defender. And yeah. because he can't shoot from more than consistently yeah. 14, 15, it's flat box, man. I hope he gets a three. Yeah, he was zero for three the other night. Yeah, he's, were, not a good, I, and he's not a good three-point shooter. I hope I, he gets a three. I thought of you immediately when I saw his stat line. I was zero for three at three points. Like, that's it. He needs to not shoot one a game, two max. Three's not bad. It's when he shoots nine and yeah. goes... Two for nine, and you're like, oh, that hurts. Those are wasted possessions, wasted scoring it just, possibilities, man. Yeah, shooters got to shoot, but yeah, if you're not feeling it, please don't. So over three is not bad. Yeah, uh, yeah. But yeah, I, I'm looking forward to it. I didn't know Derek was on Detroit, man. Oh yep. man, that was tough to watch because that's a Chicago, that's a bull, man, playing for the Pistons. That for me, yeah, but it doesn't mean the same thing anymore. Right. I know, I know. And but stock and Killian Hayes looks interesting, but yeah. uh, I have no idea yeah, what that yeah. would be like. Well, this Knox kid for the Knicks is apparently shooting, uh, looking like he might be popping out and shoot some threes, but I don't know how much they, they want to rely on him, man. Who cares? Yeah. Who cares? Fair enough. Knox is the bust, unfortunately, for Knox, unless he really turns a corner. Mm. The Suns I'm looking forward to, that's for sure. Sure, CP3. Let's see what, uh, yeah, see what John Morant can do with, in Memphis in the second season. Um, those are the teams that I got my eyes on. Certainly Brooklyn, of course, um, and Golden. Yeah, State. there's. I mean, we could do this honestly. There's as of right now, even though we talked about Christmas, I haven't managed to actually see many games thus far. Even well, though we're about to pretty, start. Well, I, I I'm saying it doesn't right? matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, we're on the. Well, we done the artifice of it's post Christmas. Yeah. Oh, right, you're right. I'm sorry. We've yeah, we've seen a bunch of games. We've seen a bunch of games. Exactly. So <laughs> it's too early to tell, though. It's too early to tell. I might get the league pass this year. Finally, I might get it now that I've I've gotten a new um, entertainment stand, and so it's more comfortable to be in here. There's more space in here, so mm-hmm. I might just get it and just be spending some time watching some games and enjoying some b-ball. Man, it'd be nice to come back to that. Oh, uh, anyway, all right. Well, uh, should we get into the show, my man? Let's do it. All right. Well, uh, this is another show brought to you by a patron. Uh, you know, you can do if you donate at the fifty dollars. If you got fifty dollars above patron, you get to choose a topic for the show every week, every month. We try to pick uh, a new topic from a patron, and we try to pick a patron that hasn't been picked in the past uh, before we default to a patron that has been picked in the past. And uh, today we got ourselves the top ten hand-to-hand combat movies. And who's this from, Matt? Uh, this was sent in by James Leggett. James Leggett. And he sent in hand-to-hand combat movies. I So that is kind of a blank or uh, blank in a lot of my movie oh, going. Yeah. 
a ton of things that would qualify for this list. Right. So if you genuinely want to tell me, hey, what about XYZ? And they're all meritous choices that are worthy of being on the list. For some reason, I just don't go down the rabbit hole of these types of movies. Mm-hmm. Well, so, let's, you when you say top 10 hand-to-hand combat movies, in my mind, what is implicit is there's some great fight scenes that are hand-to-hand in the movie, but also the movie itself is good. So for me, yeah. that's how I tried to pare this list down. I, like Tony Jaw could probably be on this list 3,000 times, but his movies really aren't that great. And so in the end, it's like, well, those are the ones that I cut, you know, and I try to keep out as many martial artist films as well. And as many of the, and I try to keep one per franchise. Yeah. Yeah. Do the same thing. Um, Sometimes it's about a smaller scene, but it's a pretty badass fight scene, but that's pretty rare. I tried to get like hand to hand combat movies Yeah, where there's more than one scene. And like, that's how they're primarily interacting. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Two choices were like, yeah, that's a great fight scene though. And it's hand to hand. And, um, and if I stopped myself, cause you, then you could keep going down that rabbit hole. Right. Uh, so I just included two of those. So I tried to get as many of those as I could. One per, there is one martial artist that I have apparently a huge, just blank spot. <laughs> okay. I, I don't know if you will or won't. Okay. Let's put it this way. He was in a certain franchise of uh, from the 80s and 90s, but it was in the 90s version after they had added the mm. likes of Joe Pesci and Rene Russo. Oh, Chris yeah. Rock eventually, oh, and then the other individual. I know who you're talking about. I could be missing something, okay. but nothing came to mind. Uh, although I didn't look it up on IMDb, but I figured, considering I can't think of one off the top of my head, I'm just going to go with that. <laughs> Pretty sure. I think you might find that uh, he might be on my list as well for a film that I uh, okay. thoroughly enjoyed. and that uh, Maybe I'm missing something I should have looked, but I scanned my brain i was like i can't think of in where he's not like that mm-hmm. in that specific franchise where he's like yeah he was in it along with right four other primary people yes <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't the direct focus of uh but i know he's done there's no way you work for that long yeah i like that i didn't look it up are you imd being or right no no no, no. I, I looked i i have it here i'm just like making sure that i've got the right one that i wanted to put on here but it yeah so yeah it comes up pretty early in my list. That's for sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, James gave us the topic, so we uh, came up with that. Uh, yeah. And once we set a topic, we go our individual ways and show back up here, do our personal top 10 list. I do my bottom three. He does his bottom three. I do my next two. He does his next two. Then we trade one apiece. Once we revealed our personal top 10 list, we create the shows between the two of us. Boom. All right. Let's go. At 10, mm-hmm. I have Ip Man. Oh, good, man. I have not watched any of these movies, and I know number four is just about to come out. So please. Take it away. Oh, maybe it is coming out. Yeah, go ahead. Please take it away. I think there's four. It's the only one I've seen. I watched it for this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The hand to hand is throughout, and it's really good. Yeah. I will say this much. The the lead actor, uh, he's also the uh the blind guy in Rogue One. Yes. Um, he's excellent. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, it's um, Donnie Yen, Donnie Yen, who was great in Iron Monkey, which was back in the two thousands. It was hilarious. Okay, he's, a, he's an incredible martial artist, man. Yeah. And there's another one that I was like, you know what? I've never seen that, and I should. I should put that down on my list. Maybe it comes up on yours, and we can talk about it then. Mm. But uh, so the action in it, he's excellent. But there are some really terrible acting performances, even though. <laughs> 
<laughs> you're reading it. It's not dubbed over. Right, right. But there's right. so many like wide-eyed, straight, just everybody is kind of doing that. It's It felt like the transition from silent movies to talkies, like way back when they're still emoting like it's a vaudeville theater and they got to get to the back of the room. Whereas he is so centered, perhaps it was a choice to make the world around him look so chaotic because he does play this just singularly focused, lets the world come to him. His fighting style is so relaxed, he's almost asleep. Yeah. But it's believable. Like the blocks just seem he's just a little bit quicker and it's mundane almost. Uh, and it's got a nice arc overall. So it's set historically the first one within when uh, a Japan invades into China in 1937. Oh, wow. In something called the Marco Polo Bridge Incident, I believe. Okay. And I did not investigate further beyond that because uh, that's as far as I got. Uh, but I did look it up and was like, oh, what's this based on? Because they do a flash title card of it. Yeah. So maybe I'll look it up later, as maybe you will as well. Who knows? Isn't this isn't this guy connected to Bruce Lee somehow too? Like he trained Bruce Lee or one of his yeah. Students? So this is, uh, I guess, hypothetically a true story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So his fighting up in the north of China so inspired people, or the south of China, can't remember which region he's in, but they distinctly make you know anyway. But it rises like the people up and gives them a symbol and whatnot. And then the war ends shortly thereafter type of thing. So maybe yeah. he became like a, a sea biscuit ish, like a cultural figure. In that oh, level yeah, yeah. Triumph. Yeah. Cause he fought some dude, but I don't know that because I'm not sure how much liberal, you know, uh, Oh yeah. How much they took? Yeah. yeah. If it's inspired by, or if it's based right. on, or how close they actually, you know, managed to get, but he ends up going on to open up, um, his own school and it teaches tons of people. And Bruce Lee is one of those people eventually. Wow. But now his, the followers of his Kung Fu, there's like 2 million in the world or 3 million of the world of wow. his style specifically, mm -hmm. uh, which I had no idea about. And I was like, Oh wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. There's like four of these. And then a Hobbs and Shaw, it seems like, so like brought to you by almost Ip man. <laughs> I think. Yeah. That sounds about right. That sounds about right. So, <laughs> But yeah, the Japanese are the over-the-top bad guys. Of and this general is bringing local martial artists in China to a camp and they're fighting. Okay. And if you win, you get a bag of rice. And if you lose, you could die. Wow. Yeah. So I'm like, is that true? I don't know. I'm just going to kind of go with the flow of the movie. <coughs> the fighting is, yeah. Him fighting is excellent. Uh, do I think it's worth watching? If you don't watch many combat movies, perhaps not. <laughs> but if you enjoy it then this is one for you yeah but potentially because it's just kind of like even keel throughout right right um even though they kind of build but i don't have the nationalist pride like the chinese would for a story like this so yeah. perhaps for them it's just i mean it's a gut punch rocky style no yeah. idea yeah uh but it was you know interesting and to find out the historical background and all that jazz afterwards yeah well you know that's that's the new thing for next year <laughs> Uh, for the Schmodown, Christian, it's, it's either bag of rice or death. That's the new. That's the new. The parameters now. That uh, that's what you get when you fight now, dude. He does that, and that's that's my after show. <laughs> Welcome to bag of rice and death. I'm your host, Chainsaw. Uh, bag of rice or death. Ah, I love it. I love it. Uh, all right, what's your number nine, man? <laughs> my nine is uh, Kung Fu Panda Two. Oh, good choice. I knew you put an animated one on there. I knew it. I knew it's it. The only one I could think of. I could have put others out. There were other choices oh, sure. on my side list. Sorry, I got to tickle my throat. Okay. 
Um, it's not going away. Uh-oh. Do you need some water? Talk to me about Kung Fu Panda 2. <laughs> yeah, Kung Fu Panda 2 is cool. Uh, I mean, I like the first one. The sequel, it's, it's one of those surprising animated sequels <laughs> that actually improves upon the first one uh with what it does and with all the care bringing all the characters back and uh what and considering poe's story uh in the movie and what he endures and goes through and of course it sets up the third one which i think is actually damn good too people don't talk about these films enough when they talk about the best animated film franchises uh and this certainly belongs in the common conversation what about you the gary oldman's peacock character yeah the cinematography choices on that and how they animated and whatnot. It just beautiful. It looks like, you know, Kabuki or Kabuki or whatever that's kind of handheld type of, especially in early on. That's how they tell the story. Yeah. Is it not Kabuki? Yeah. Okay. Cause then there's also the one where the actors have the really big makeup on and they do the overexpressive. And I don't know if that's what that is. That's a different form of entertainment anyway, mm. from roughly the same era in my head mm-hmm. as a non-Japanese person. Uh, so the choices with that Peacock character, just so beautiful to kind of expand the world and tell mm. a, a longer distance, like an aristocratic aspect of it, these former rulers of an area. But then he is, Oldman is the reason that uh, Kung Fu Panda, I can't think of his name. I want to say Poe. Yeah, Poe. Is it Poe? Okay. Yeah. And then I started thinking, no, that's Star Wars. Um Poe and the reason Poe's in the situation that he's in is because of Gary Oldman's character. Yeah. And to find that out and he just the shock of the subconscious when he sees the feathers go up, it's really kind of somewhat complex, especially for little kids. And it's something yeah. they should appreciate as they watch it as you know, when they get older, but the fighting is all awesome. The very ending when he's firing cannonballs oh. back at the ships yeah. to catch him. It's the droplet of water type of, but because it's animated and there's other realer hand-to-hand comment, you know, yeah. more in the spirit, I put it at nine. I, I like I liked it too because it's inventive. Because I mean, it took this, it took the first film, and like I said, like we've said a number of times on this show, a sequel is supposed to expand upon the world of the first one. This one certainly does it in a way that makes sense and works, mm-hmm. uh, and just the the way it's the animation of it is pretty incredible too, Matt. I mean, that scene at the end when it's all those destroyed ships and they're about to have their final fight, that is like, fuck, that's overwhelming in, a, in an animated film. And it's, it's spaced out really well. It's colored well uh, mm-hmm. to set it up. And then the alt, the conversation they have before they have the final fight. You know, you know, I'm no big Jack Black fan, but I swear this is some of my favorite stuff from him. Uh, aside from Nacho Libre. And I think he does a great job with this. Plus the idea of a, of a peacock, right? Kind of like, mesmerizing you while he's fighting you it's just brilliant yeah, yeah, yeah that throws him is like throwing stars or throwing yeah. knives type knives of thing just yeah. flying those out uh yeah absolutely think, love it so that's my that is my nine okay what's your eight uh my eight is old boy uh it's my seven so yeah let's talk okay. about it. that scene where he has a hammer technically not hand to hand that's hand to hand it's holding in his hand for god's True. sake well yeah but you're holding a gun in your hand uh, that's true. That's true. So, but you have to actually hit him with the thing, as opposed to shooting from a distance. I know what you mean. I, uh, he, but yeah, he it, does fight, you know, with his other hand and all that jazz. It is just a brawl. It's just a straight up brawl, and him getting through. That thinking of that sparked me to think of uh, another movie. I guess I won't bring it up in case you have it on your list. Hmm. Um, and that's when I was like, you know what? I'm going to limit these 
singular fight type of scenes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it opens up a little bit of a Pandora's box on some level. Uh, but it's it's great. It's not the guys are holding back too much. Mm-hmm. So it looks like he's kind of getting bum-rushed at times, and he's holding off, and he gets hit, and he's got to stagger around and whatnot. Right. But to shoot from the side, kind of tracking as he moves along, such a great idea. Dude, just, yeah, the shot there. And then him moving, and then you're just like, oh fuck, man, this is going to be insane. Uh, and it's uh, it's stellar, man. It's such a stellar uh, fight scene. Uh, and of course, the overall movie is excellent. We've talked about it numerous times here on the show. But the 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 fight scenes when he gets into them are badass and brutal and desperate, which is mm-hmm. what the character is. Uh, and all around, just great, great movement throughout, and and just I don't know. I, all I can tell you is the way it's lit, the way it's shot, the the sound of the fight as well. And the pace of the fight is yeah. excellent. Um, and, and there are times and, and the, the emotional swings, because there are moments you're like, Oh, this is it. He's done. You know what I'm saying? And then he has to, there's so many guys. Yeah. Yeah. But it's an enclosed space. So like you can, you can, in a way, if you can do work, the angles correctly, you can actually survive a situation like that, where if it's more wide open, you know, it's well, like yeah, a bottlenecks people. Yes, exactly. But just, you know, there are trade-offs. You don't have as much, you know, room to to work, and there's nowhere right. to run. You can't run away. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so you need to be pretty precise. But if you're precise, it's not bad. Which he is. Yeah. You know, look at Thermopylae. Let's force them through a tiny little area. Good point. Lesser forces can do some damage and then ultimately just get slaughtered. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so that was my eight, your seven. So what do you got at ten? Uh, my ten is uh, The Foreigner, the Jackie Chan movie. There. I limited to one per Jackie Chan. This is the only one I have on my list. Look, I know there are other great Jackie Chan movies. I know Drunken Master, all that kind of stuff. But to me, they're not that good. Police story. They're just not that good of a movie. The Foreigner is a fucking good movie. And I okay. love this movie. I think the the, the storyline is excellent where he's the he's the son, he's the father of a, a, a his daughter who's killed in a terrorist bombing by a newly resurgent IRA led under led um, in the government by Timothy Dalton, who has old ties to his IRA people and his uh, and Timothy Dalton's, but not Tim, I'm sorry, Pierce Brosnan. Yeah. Wrong, wrong James Bond, Pierce Brosnan and Pierce Brosnan's wife's involved in this somehow because of some old slight and issues with the family. He's like, Holy shit. And, Jackie Chan, you find out, is this guy who used to be part of the special forces for his country, uh, and he is like kind of given that up, and he runs this kind of restaurant, and it's a very serious. There's no jokes. There's no comical moments. True. It is all him just desperately fighting these people off stage by stage as he gets closer and closer to the people who murdered his daughter in that explosion, and it pushes pushes the pressure on to Pierce Brosnan as he gets closer and closer to them. The sequence, the, the fight scene on the roof is incredible throughout the house when they're doing that, all going through the glass, going through all, all that shit that they go through down the staircases. Everything's great. And then the fight scene uh, he has uh, later on in the woods with Pierce Brosnan's nephew is fucking excellent hand-to-hand combat stuff. Plus, it's a damn good movie. As I said, it's a yeah. damn good movie. If you haven't seen this, it's by Martin Campbell. And I know Martin Campbell can be hit or miss. This is one of his hits. Absolutely. I just, as you were talking about that, I just thought of one. I can't believe I didn't think of and It would be high on my list. Okay. Do you want to put it in now and kind of rearrange the list or? Well, uh, yeah, it would just knock off Ip Man. And then. Your choice, your choice, miss your list. 
Yeah, no, I'm knocking off Ip Man. Okay. All right. I, I just I'll, imagine we'll have some overlap, so it won't be that big a deal. I just don't want to add extra movies. That's fair. Thing, you know I mean? That's fair. Um, so you haven't seen it, right? You still uh, no, I've seen Foreigner. Oh, you have? Okay. I okay. just limited to one Jackie Chan. Fair enough. Okay. Foreigner's great. I yeah. would thoroughly recommend it. It's they made it for no money type of yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and not to say it looks like that. It just it's it's not meant to be some huge, massive, over the top action thing because mm-hmm. it's Jackie Chan, so it's all intimate kind of uh, fighting and whatnot. But the IRA angle oh, gives man. it a nice. It's a nice little uh, you know, uh, I don't want to say put you on your heels, but it's a turn or a yeah. twist on something uh, that you may have seen before. And it totally works. Like it totally, it and it adds a level of menace to the to the film that was necessary. And it isn't cheesy menace. It isn't overdone menace. Nope. It isn't big histrionics. It isn't you know big faces. It's like legitimately uh, brutal, evil yeah. thing that they are doing in, and, in the end. And the ending is great. And in no way is Jackie playing it like, oh, you picked on the wrong guy. Yeah, right. No. It's more so like, I'm just trying to, why Why are you guys doing this? And he's persistent. His he persistence. That's the biggest. Yeah, it's really what, what gets it going. Um, all right, so that was your that was my number ten. My number mm-hmm. nine is a Jet Li movie. That's I was saying it was coming early for me. Uh, okay. Unleashed, the one he did in I think two thousand five. I've um, seen it. Yeah, I love it. Okay. It's such a good movie. Bob Hoskins, Morgan Freeman, and I and the daughter from Rome, the Irish actress who also plays the voice of uh, the operating system after Jarvis becomes Vision. That's the same actress. She plays kind of a love interest of okay. Jet Li as he's being like he's been released, Is he programmed or something. Yeah, well, he was he uh, Bob Hoskins, who's the main villain in the movie, killed Jet Li's parents when he was a young man and okay. took him and trained him to essentially be his dog. Uh, and so he fights whenever he takes him off the leash. He fights for money and kills people or beats people up. And Bob Hoskins gets the money. Then he puts him back on the leash and feeds him and whatever. And so this is him breaking free from Bob Hoskins after a car accident okay. uh, allows him to escape his control. He stumbles into this piano shop with Morgan Freeman and the girl, and then they kind of take care of him and try to, and try to teach him what it's like to be human again. And yeah. slowly, and then Bob Hoskins finally tracks him down and it becomes this confrontation. The fight scenes are fucking stellar in that pit and the fight scenes throughout when he's fighting anybody is excellent it's a great car crash scene that feels like you're actually inside the car uh and the morgan freeman does a really nice job and connect there's some really tender moments and sweet moments throughout the movie but it's just one of those films that has awesome action sequences but also has a really damn good heart in the middle of it and it's and it doesn't take shortcuts either way which i thought was excellent it's rare to find an action movie so very true. Yeah. Um, all right. So then my number eight is the Born Ultimatum. The third one. Okay. Um, do you want wait, to call wait, wait. that a punt? Because I yeah. chose a different one. Sure. No worries. Okay. Uh, okay. Well, what's your seven? Well, technically now my seven, but now oh. it's eight because I bumped down. It's Enter the Dragon. Oh, yeah. I see, I, try, I didn't want to do any martial artists, but then again, I put it like yeah, you just, Jet just martial arts. Yeah, but just martial arts. But no problem. Yeah. Um. So some people may say that you should have a multiple of his or B yeah. it should be much higher. Um, I don't know. It's perhaps this is the reason that I don't go in for 
just straight movies like this all that much, or I have to be kind of warmed up to it now after certain movies that we're going to talk about later have yeah. kind of developed that world a little bit more for me, so to speak. Yeah. Um, so when I watch these older ones, it just, it takes a while to get where it's going, uh, which is true for every Bruce Lee movie that I've seen. Yeah. But this one, once they get over to the Island and it's the, the fight tournament yeah. from the overall bad guy. And there's the kind of spy espionage aspect of what he's trying to do a little bit, I guess more espionage than spy. Um, and I like the, just the setting, the stark contrast to, you know, to reminiscent of another movie that's going to be on my, my list later on. Mm. Uh, and of the Bruce Lee's, I, I don't know if I watch, would watch this one. So I think I would watch this one the most and that's why it made yeah. my list. Okay. Uh, you got anything to add? I mean, it's a great movie, right? Um, I, the only reason I didn't put it on because it's a tournament. So to me, it wasn't like in the flow of the movie. It's a, it's the point of the movie. It's okay. why I also kept off another one that I really wanted to put on, but I couldn't put on because I was like, that's a tournament. So to me, it's not necessarily a hand-to-hand action movie. It's a, it's The fact that point people are dying and it's all hand-to-hand. It's genuinely combat. Yeah. People do die in it. If it was just them oh, say, I'm not going to fault you for putting it on there. Yeah. My logic in it. If it was, say, Karate Kid, I'm not, <laughs> I don't know if I would agree with that one. Yeah, it's true, Karate Kid. I should have thought of Karate yeah. Kid. Yeah, he sprains his MCL, like, at one point. That's as bad as it gets. Right. Because I might as well put a Rocky film on here, then. If we're yeah. Doing that. That's the way, I, that's why I didn't want to do that. I yeah. agree. I, I tried to steer clear of that, but I, I did make people die. <laughs> there are states. It then is combat. It is you know, the object is to take them out, but sometimes it is you got to kill them. There's just no choice. Yeah, like or they're going to continue Kelly. to go until you kill them. I was mad with Jim. I remember the first time I saw that movie. I was mad with Jim Kelly died. I was like, damn it, because I, I thought he was. Aw-. I mean, at the time when I watched that movie, I was a huge Jim Kelly fan because um, he was such a great black martial artist that didn't, didn't get his due. Didn't okay. get his just desserts, but I was watching his fi- his films when they were on TV whenever I could because um, they were fun. To, you know, all those martial arts movies—they're not going to be you know considered the greatest films ever made. But Enter the Dragon is fantastic. That is yeah. a classic, and it's a shame he died um, before it was released and all yeah. of that. But it's so excellent. Um, so, and I actually ordered—I know it's not the same movie, but I, I Bruce Lee the the the. Um, BruceLee.com was having a pretty big Black Friday sale. So I got a couple of shirts, and one of the new ones is like him and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and he's like standing over him. I was like, I got to get that shirt. Okay. It's such a fucking brilliant-ass shirt. And I forget. Is that Game of Death? I think that's Game, of, that's death. Game of Death. Yeah, where he's, where he's got the yellow, yellow. tracksuit on. Yeah, yeah. it's badass. So. And the story was, because that's become so iconic, he walked down, I think there was an all-black tracksuit and a yellow tracksuit, and he took the yellow because it would basically look better on camera. Yeah. Smart. And you'd be able to follow him. That was, that was the choice. Yeah. It wasn't some big, he sat for months, and what color? Should <laughs> there be piping? Should there not? He showed up to set. That's the story. that I, I literally just read that like a month ago. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> um, uh, all right. So then what's your, what are you, six, maybe? Yeah, my six, seven is the punt now. I went born identity when they do that apartment okay. fight. Oh, yeah. The apartment fight is great with the pencil and everything. Yeah, into the dude's fist. Oh. And it's just like he's got to pull it out. and. <laughs> jumping between you know a dude comes flying in through the damn window but next one Bourne's chasing down doesn't you do the big jump through the double 
That's Born Ultimatum when he jumps yeah, through yeah. the window. That's what I'm yeah. saying. And that one, they even up it a little bit more. That's why I chose that one because okay. they upped what they did with Born Identity. But yeah, Born Identity is great. They're both, man. What they did, they took a, they just made a realistic robot. Yeah. Uh, just a killing machine. I enjoyed that with a Clive Owen when he shows up to Sniper and he knows he's about to die. It's just like, do you, do you get the headaches? I get such terrible headaches. Like death is utterly meaningless to them because their life is, they don't understand right. anything going on around them. They're just an activated weapon. Yeah. They can't function in the world uh-huh. like, like they used to function. And some instinct within them knows that they are not a hundred percent normal, but they have to appear to be normal. And then when they're triggered, they're just what the the goal must be achieved. Yeah. Whatever the mission is, I, must be accomplished. When Matt Damon in the first one is in the car, mm. and uh, I think she just just flatly asks him like, "Oh, what are you thinking about right now?" Type of thing. Or no, but he's searching for his identity, obviously. Yeah. And he's like, "Look, right now, I know that at this altitude, I can run for X number of miles at full speed before I start to tire out. Why do I know that? And I also know this. And he's just he's He's assessing the world around him at all times yeah, yeah, yeah. in a way that the average person is not. It's a great little piece of character development, but the build to both of those fight scenes, the hand to hand really sells yeah. it. If it was all just gun, like when he's in the embassy and the dudes, maybe it should oh. be higher because I forgot about the embassy one. Yeah, the embassy. And he's just taking them all out one by one by one. Uh, yeah, they did a lot of good hand to hand in this series. Yeah, I mean, the ultimate one I chose, like you said, it, it's just the, it take, basically took the Born Identity fight and went to the next uh, next level up with it because it feels like, and I think this is a matter of them figuring out how to shoot the fight better as well, is mm-hmm. it feels like you're actually in the fight. It feels like you are actually there dodging the, the punches and whatever, and the camera moves with the fight throughout in a way yeah. that, it, that it moves even better than the first one. And so for me, that's what makes that's what sold it. And then the other... The other multiple fights he has throughout the movie, constantly when he's challenged and when he's put down and when he has to, uh, you know, uh, work his way out of it or fight his way out of it, it's just fantastic stuff. And the yeah. film itself is really good. You know what I'm saying? And that's the shame of it, dude. I mean, two, you know, I mean, uh, sorry, the, uh, the, 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 um, yeah, the, the Renner version, and then you yeah. had, yeah, him coming back for just Born or whatever it was. Yeah, the Jason Born one just didn't, yeah, just it wasn't as good as I was hoping it was going to be. But, uh, you know, and I don't mind the Renner one, but I just think, you know, they were trying to make Renner happen in a number of franchises. and It was boring. The truth is, at the end, it's just Jeremy Renner, you know, and he's great at what he does, and he's good in these franchise films, but he doesn't have the same charm, magnetism that you need to have to lead these films. He's not necessarily Eric Bana, but he isn't Matt Damon either. So he's in that weird nebulous place. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I would agree, because he's never really popped outside of... Mm even though he's gotten multiple shots. Yeah. Even as but, Hawkeye, he's going to be in a series where he's handing the mantle off to someone else. Exactly. I was going to bring that up and I was like, right, we're already beating this guy while he's down. Do we want to keep, do we need to throw this overhand left? <laughs> he's got money. He's I money. mean, they're handing it off. <laughs> he used to have an app where you could join and then you had to pay money for like whatever the currency is to leave yeah. messages and whatnot. And he was supposed to interact with all his fans and he gets oh, like that's da- right. daily rannerisms and shit like that. I don't know how active he was, but I heard about it and then a description. And uh, so then I sought out somebody had downloaded the app and it, it described what it was like. It was like, this sounds bonkers. Like who signs up for it? Well, I, it's just kind of like a lifestyle. He puts out a, you know, clothing and, and hunting gear. 
uh, it's trying to build like an empire. There's nothing wrong with it, but yeah, I, it's just crazy to me that you're going to pay money to then leave messages on posts from a corporate entity. And somehow you think that it's directly like he's going to see all these. Yeah. That's a fair point. It's weird. It was weird. I don't know if that still exists or not. I don't know either. Cause the rock had one of those two where the rock that makes was, more sense to me. Doesn't it sign the rock? Well, yes and no. In that there's way more people who want to hear from the rock than there are from Jeremy Renner. So if you're going to do personalized, I know that's why it makes more sense to me that of course the rock would have one. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like his movies bring us to him. It's him. He seems like a charming, lovely Hulk of a man. <laughs> yeah, the app apparently will wake you up at 4 a.m. to work out. It'll wake <sighs> you up at 4 a.m. and he will talk to you at 4 a.m. So he records a message every day. And at 4 a.m., it wakes you up with the message that he's recorded for that day to wake you up. So it's fucking intense. I did it for a bit and I was like, yeah, no, I'm not gonna. I, I can In 10 me. years, what is it? You're gonna have a little cube and he's a hologram and he comes up and he's talking <laughs> I think to you. So. I think I'm shocked, Matt, that there isn't a rock workout DVD or series that you can get. I think that lessens his brand. Hmm? It lessens his brand. Yeah, I guess you're right. It looks like, yeah, it looks like he's pandering to try to get. Yeah, yeah, and like taking advantage of he has nothing else to offer when he's still got all the movies and everything else. Right. He's not Billy Blanks and shit. No, but if he came out with a clothing line and whatnot, that's more on brand. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, he, which he has because he's got those workout clothes. The, 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 oh, has he? Makes yeah. sense. Yep, yep. Yeah, how um, long until he pairs with like the next fast franchise and then he's the official sponsor of this tire company? Yeah. It's like, oh, it's a cross promotion with Fast and Furious and nobody gets upset and he makes $12 million to shoot four commercials. I don't care what they say, man. They should kick everybody off that franchise but the rock and jason state like it's just i don't I'm not i'm not you know you're saying you're saying that like i know the buzz of what people are talking about with fast and furious franchise i never know with you what you've got your ear on or not so. the buzz of what should and should not be transpiring in the future of that franchise is certainly not one of them <laughs> just you can take that one to the bank <laughs> that's cool all standard. right all right that's cool that's a government bond right there that'll be paying dividends for <laughs> however long you want it. Do you want to buy a 20 year, 30 year, 40? It's good. Good investment. It's good to go. Um, all right. I'm bringing this one up because I want to make sure I get the directors right. But uh, we're up to, where are we up to? My number. Well, technically I had to bump down. Oh yeah. So we can blast through this one. Under Siege is now my six. <laughs> I love it. It's unequivocally my favorite Seagal. Yes. Bar none. Bar none. The weirdest thing is this is the best story, the best acting that he'll do. Yes. Um, you know, best uh, co-star in Tommy Lee Jones that he had for any of the rest of this. Yep. And then uh, a nice little cameo from, uh, oh my God, uh, I can't believe, Gary Busey. Yes. Not really a cameo, smaller part, but he's kind of playing uh, the same guy on some level as uh, Lethal Weapon. Yeah. He turns to the unhinged uh, second kind of in charge when you think he's going to be top dog. Uh <laughs> But all the fighting for years, I used to mimic Steven Skull's stupid fighting style like, <laughs> between me and my friends because of this movie. Yeah. Well, he flipped the knife back towards his forearm when he held it. So he'd like have this little flick of the wrist move to come at your throat or whatnot. And we'd take butter knives and we would do it with butter knives. And the other hand is free to just kind of punch and you're blocking and do this little rabbit style, whatever the hell his style is. 
Right. Loved it, man. I love Under Siege. It's such a stupid premise, and it somehow works. It does. It totally works. Yeah. That's why the second one sucked, but this one was good. This one was good, and it's because Tommy Lee Jones. I mean, he was such a great villain. I mean, he would have he would have probably never done the never role. in a million years. No, at, later on in his career, but at that time yeah. when he was still kind of coming back into prominence, it probably seemed like a fun ass role for him to play as a villain and getting to go against one of these top martial artist guys in the world. And of course, Gary Busey basically ch- channeling Joshua again from lethal weapon mm-hmm. trying to, to, to get a chance to go against another guy with a martial artist type of situation. So I was brilliant. And Erica Leniak is like, she had, she was like a star for just a little bit uh, in the movie. She has a yeah. sexy ass scene coming out of the birthday cake. So really it's absolutely right, Matt, the best Steven Seagal film overall now you could argue that you have favorite steven seagal films certainly some people love above the law or mark for death or what have you but this is the most complete and best one he's ever done yeah yeah yeah. all right so what do you got uh at six uh well because seven was oh boy uh my six is uh uh extraction the uh, the chris hemsworth one where he has to save the kid that was on netflix that uh, because it was a theatrical release it was gonna be but they put it on netflix that film was is fucking good. stellar it is stellar the hand-to-hand combat is incredible and i moved it higher up my list because it's hand-to-hand combat movies and this is a good movie and the scenes themselves these the fighting scenes are excellent throughout so because there are so many and they're excellent the quality and quantity is about the same i mm-hmm. moved it up higher on my list in no way is it a better movie than old boy overall but it is better for this list which is where it is now and it's it, the fight scenes are incredible. And yes, he, he uses guns sometimes, but most of the time it's the hand-to-hand stuff. It is. And, and that's the and the ones that are around the car crashes and all the stuff that's happening. The one dude that's chasing him the whole movie, when they get into it, fuck, man, it is brutal. Yeah, brutal. down uh, Yeah, they came down the house and they're out on the street right in mm-hmm. front and he gets hit with that track. It's a good movie. I, did, yeah. I guess maybe in my head I didn't think about it because of guns, but you're right. I would say 70, 75% of the fighting is hand to hand or close proximity has nothing to do with a gun. I just, in yeah. my head, it's, he's running around with a gun kind of at all times type of. Right. He right. rarely ever uses it. Yeah, it's a good point. It's a good movie. Yeah, it's an excellent movie. I want to give the, the directors a little bit of love. Sam Hargrave is the director of this one, and it was written by Joe Russo. So, uh, and based on a graphic novel, which I didn't know at the time when the film came out. So okay. pretty cool stuff. But yeah, and there's apparently a sequel that they're working on as well. So I'm looking forward to that as well. Um, okay. Where are we at now uh, to our right. top fives? Yeah, my five, mm-hmm. which is uh, Rumble in the Bronx. <laughs> nice. Please, all you. I saw Look. it once in the 80s and never again. Go ahead, man. Because... The only reason you ever hear about to watch it is you have to see these fight scenes. Yeah, right. True. And they true. still hold up. If you go and watch the fights now, some of the characters and the overtop actors and all that jazz, they had to basically cast people who had been in their system, their fighting system, doing other movies because there's so many different uh, oh, yeah. guys left and right. And everybody's got a weird hairstyle or way they talk or um but the fighting sequences are next to none. There's that one where he's in the, the pool hall type of bar thing. Oh, yeah. Pinball machines and flying around. And for some reason, there's old uh, refrigerator on the floor, like lying so that you can open the door because he goes to block as he rolls over it. And perfectly. I mean, the, the yeah. physical orchestration it takes to pull these things off is next to none. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is prime, and, Jackie. This yeah, is this prime, is Jackie. Yeah. prime. 
Prime Jackie. Uh, there's a the great one in a, a grocery store type of bodega type of thing. Oh, yeah. Where he takes out like four or five guys. And at one point, he traps a dude uh, in his jacket, like just perfectly flips it and catches <laughs> both of his hands. And it looks real, even though you know that they worked on that for a long time. Oh, yeah. And they're just kind of like hitting the dude with his elbows. Like, stop hitting yourself almost. <laughs> But he fits in like he knows that that fine line of getting a smirk or a laugh, like a subtle one, a small one. It's not, you're not right. going to die laughing, or at least I'm not. Um, uh, but I even the outtakes. Yeah. Go watch the the number of times he had to do specific stunts mm. over and over and over and again. Jumping. I think he did he break his ankle jumping onto the fire escape or to the there's a hovercraft. In the third act, I think it was the hovercraft. That it broke I think it was the hovercraft. Yeah. So maybe it was the then the fire escape shot. He has a cast painted to look like a shoe, and he's jumping onto oh something ridiculous where he continued to wow. film with a broken ankle. I think it was. Yeah, but I saw it years later. I had no idea who he was until mid to late nineties. Like once he started to pop off right before rush hour and stuff like that. Right. Wow. Um, I had heard the name, but I had never seen anything. So I watched it around that time, years right. after it came out. Right, right. Uh, so there's the several from that era, Jackie Jane, that I haven't seen, but I've seen a decent amount. Yeah, yeah. But I always loved Rumble Rum in the Bronx was the first one I saw. I was like, dude, the fighting on this is utterly incredible. And this is isn't this um, Daniel Yellow? Isn't he involved in this one too, or who's in this one? Oh, I could be. I just think of all the other faceless people you never really saw. Yeah, yeah. Anywhere else. Because I know in Supercop, the woman that plays his partner, so to speak, she's been in a billion things. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, wow. Oh, yeah, it's been a bit. It's been a. I only saw it once, and I wish maybe I should have gone back to see it for our for our. Show. I just remember the fight scenes. That's it. And I was like, you know, for a combat movie, he's fighting throughout. Yeah. Uh, and really opened up a whole new world. I wouldn't have the raid in my life. Hey. Oh. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't have. <laughs> Certain things that I think are utterly fantastic. <laughs> Anywho. All right. Anyway, uh, so that's your five? That's my five. Uh, so then my five is Atomic Blonde. Another good choice. I think I put it in the gun, but that's hand to hand. I mean, the whole fight scene in the Yeah, if I'm, I'm going to include Jason Bourne, how am I not going to yeah. include? Yeah, so that Atomic Blonde, good call. That's a good movie. Thirty. That fucking fight scene feels like it goes on for thirty-five minutes, man. It is so excellent. It I feels know. like all in one take. And Charlize is just stellar in that scene. And she has multiple fight scenes, right? And so this isn't the only one, but that's the one that is really is the signature of the movie. Let me ask you a veiled question that you will understand. Did you include a certain movie where there's a hell of a fist fight? No, I didn't because okay. I didn't consider that a hand to hand combat. So, yeah. So, but I, but it was on there initially. Yeah. Initially. Sure. And then, and then I was like, but it's not really hand to hand combat. Yeah, I know. Do, do the same thing. Yeah. Whereas yeah. Atomic Blonde, man, because they're, they're fighting to the death. Yes. Every single person. Every time. She's fighting is fighting to the it's death. To the death. But yeah. that one in the apartment. Yeah. Oh, is oh. amazing. Just yeah. mwah, beautifully. <laughs> She's so good at the action. Yeah. It looks completely believable because the other dude is that's his job. Yeah, right. Do you need to be as good as the guy that has been studying to do this for who knows how many years, if not decades? 
Uh, she, she was excellent, man. And and the film itself, I defend the film. I know some people didn't like it. I liked it. I think really, I liked it. I thought actually, it was good. Yeah, actually, a really good film. Got great eighties vibe to it. Yeah, I think, good t- twists and turns. Yeah, I think McAvoy is great in it as well. And right, the twists and turns and the the big twist, the big reveal at the end of the movie, mm-hmm. or really, really at the end of the movie, is fantastic. But she is great throughout. Carries it. Her relationship with Sophia Batella. All of that just kind of works in how she's playing it, you know, and mm-hmm. um, it's badass. If And I guarantee you, if this had been a dude, this movie would have made more money. It's just that kind of weird thing where guys have a going to see a woman kicking ass like this. It yeah. drives me nuts, man, because she was stellar. This is just as good as any John Wick, Wick movie or just as good as any of these other movies like Taken or whatever. It should have blown the doors off the box office. And the fact that it didn't, at least for this kind of movie, the fact that it didn't is just a, a true disappointment because it deserves more respect and more love than it. Yeah, but it also came out of, uh, was that a summer release or was that an yeah, early? It was yeah, it was a summer. It was late summer, August, I think. Yeah. I think expectations right. were lower. Yeah. Yeah. But it's badass, man. And that I went, I rewatched that whole fight scene again because I have it on, so on Blu-ray. Good. It's so good. Stellar, yeah, I'm I'm mad at myself for having. I think so. By rights, I, I'll I'm going to put it in dump Kung Fu Panda. I think it'll end up slotting at eight or so on my list. Well, I thought of one dump down, and I can't say that that singular movie is better than the Born. And we have yeah. two Borns, so I'm like, yeah. I'll put it below Born because Born got bumped down. Right. Um. So it'll make my. It's a good call. I like cool. that one. All right. What's your four? Uh, my four is the one that I thought of, mm. which is uh, Dealer's Choice, but I'll just say Sherlock Holmes. Oh, yeah. Okay. Cool. Yep. For a Downey out of nowhere yeah. doing that type of action. We'd seen him in Iron Man, but he's got a suit. But I love the setting up the action and showing us before mm-hmm. it comes out super quick so we can understand how he used his mind to calculate the angles and predict where the, you know, run probabilities of this guy will come from here and then that guy will be stunned. So I got to hit him in the ear to slow him down. Yeah. Boom, 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 boom. And then when you see it in real time, it's amazing. So he doesn't have to be taken or Jason Bourne or something like that. Right. Right. You see the calculus uh, within his mind. And uh, so he does his, I mean, guns come into play every once and again, mm-hmm. but his fighting is up close and personal each and every time. And I just, for that to do the slow-mo into the sped up normal version yeah. is such a great little trick. And I can't believe the guy Richie was the first one to really exploit it to that degree, at least in my mind. Yeah. Uh, no, nothing against right. him, it's just like it's one of those things where wow, that is so obvious. Like the uh uh Rorschach, I'm not stuck in here with you, you're stuck in here with me. How did I never hear that line before? Because it's perfect for setting up a character entirely. Oh, right. oh, oh you think okay. Just like and now. You're telling me you're not some dude that's got your tray in front of you and you're just eating and you hear that and you're like, that's not, that's not good. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. That's not good. Who says that? Who says that? It means it. That seemed honest. I got to get out of here. <laughs> well, we know he's a superhero. So right. the fact that right. now he's saying that and you're just reaffirming your beliefs. But anyway, <laughs> so the super slow-mo into the action. And I threw it oh, yeah. the quality of the movie. And I don't know. I placed it at number four. So there's my number four. Yeah, no, I totally get it. I, I I liked it. I considered it. I really did consider it. But it's only one scene in the movie. There's only yeah. Well, I guess the, uh, the fight got, scene at the end too, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's got the, if you want to take the second one, he's got more of them. He does. He does. You're right. And it's. I mean, the one with Moriarty at the end is. 
fucking great. Is it one or two where he's doing the gypsy boxing a la Snatch? Yeah. Uh, one is the gypsy boxing a la Snatch. Yeah. Yeah. But two is where there's gypsies. That he's yeah, yeah. Well. Uh, yeah. What is it? One of the Mara family right. uh, is... is that, no, it's, it's not it's, No, it's Numi Rapace. It's Numi Rapace. Oh, it's Numi Rapace. You're right. You're yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. From the... Um, yeah. Kiss of the Dragon, or whatever those uh, those films, but yeah, but but uh, I, I it's funny going back and watching it now after I've watched Peaky Blinders because that's Arthur who's like the main guy under Moriarty, uh, which I totally forgot about. So it was great watching it because those just they just came out on 4K. I definitely want to get them when the price goes down because I like I like those movies and I can say I really did consider, it, but in the end I didn't <laughs> go with them. Um, so but it's a great choice. Uh, my number four then is uh, John Wick uh, Continuum, the third one. Okay, there's so much gunplay for me in that one. I think I well, okay. I knew I, I looked at it and I was like, there's that knife scene, which is dope. There is. But then he fights the two dudes from the from the raid or whatever. Another movie that shall not be named for the moment. Yeah, right. <laughs> but but there and then he and then he fight oh no, he doesn't common is in the second movie, but he does have yeah. a, he does have a few like he everyone's that, chasing him and they're fighting yeah. in the subway where he's taking the pencil. But there's that other guy that's like a, wants to be as badass as him and ultimately yes. gets killed by him and he's happy about it on some level. If I right, had to right, die right. with your hands. Mark DeCastro, yeah, the guy who, but, who writes the chef stuff. Yeah. What's the first thing you think of when you hear John Wick? Don't you think of a gun drawn, a pistol? Mm, sure. Sometimes. Yes. Okay, I just think that's the first mental image that I comes that, to mind. That's totally fair. I don't begrudge you that. I just, you're right. It's hand to hand. Yeah, there's a number of there's enough of them for me to for me that it qualifies. Yep. And I like this movie. I like to continue. I thought it was damn good, um, and and slightly better than the first one. So uh, that's why I put it up here instead of the original I think one. Three ultimately probably be my favorite thus far. Yeah, yeah. I mean that horse kick, dude. <laughs> that horse kick is great. It does seem kind of like one idea too many. So like the Halle Berry, you could cut oh, out. Right, you could have absolutely cut out yeah. Halle Berry. Yeah, yeah. or you could cut out the that horse sequence you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Or you yeah. Could, it just had a lot of, but it didn't kind of detract from my overall experience because the high water marks are excellent. Yeah, they really are. That was better said. All right, so then uh, what's your number three, my man? Uh, my number three is Bloodsport. Yeah, that's the one I could because it's tournament again. So, but please Dude, knock yourself out. I love you. Tell me the Kumite is not for keeps. How dare you? <laughs> it's for keeps. How right. dare you? It wasn't Just, supposed to be for keeps, oh. but then Polo Young. Of changed course the it was. It's a tournament. It's it's human cockfighting as much as Senator <laughs> McCain hated UFC for that. This is the real version of that. True. Very because true. death is always on the table. It's just whether or not the other person decides to beat you that mercilessly. <laughs> it's at the it's you know it's, uh, their discretion. There's nobody yeah. to stop them. Poor ogre. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> you signed up for this. I can only feel so bad for you. Uh, true, true. Uh, Frank Dukes, just this the the brick thing. When it, I love that the oh, flashback. Yeah. It's just like it's like someone's calling it out as if it's a magic trick. Number seven, and he's like, "You want me to break the seventh brick out of ten in the stack? Not a problem." <laughs> just the brick. Ah, for uh. some reason. Hold, hold. <laughs> oh, there's so much that's wrong that's so right about that movie. A thousand percent agree with you, brother. I, I just, it's the best. As bad as that movie is, I do not care because that's the charm of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I understand fully if you're like, I could never get into it. It's not my cup of tea. Oh, I loved it. I loved it. Yeah. But, but it's just, you grew up now and you watch it and you think it's cheesy and terrible. Like, I understand that, but. 
man, if it isn't just the perfect encapsulation of when I want a cheesy, awesome hand to hand, just fighting kind of movie, dude, Bloodsport's really high up on that list. Yeah, I don't disagree with you, man. Yeah. The, the fight scenes are great and it's full Van Damme. For no reason. And the guy with the huge, the biggest pectoral muscles you've ever seen. Oh, yeah, follow you. Yeah. yeah. And just doing the Woo. the hand pump to get the crowd up. Oh, wild eyed. But it doesn't look ridiculous somehow. Yeah. And there's the oh. the different fighting styles from different people. And they kind of yeah, like spinning guy. <laughs> yeah. He does more groundwork and he's doing flips up. Um my boy catches him. He's like, <laughs> yeah, just smash it. He's a Hulk smash guy. There's all different disciplines and there's, there's people betting on it and Ugh. mafia elements. Forrest Whitaker is in this. Yep. As an FBI agent. <laughs> we were watching it um, a few months ago. Uh, her family, Lindley's family likes to do like these occasional, like uh, Netflix watch along stuff. Okay. Uh, and so we put it on and she hates to do them. She hates doing them, but I mean, she, she loves participants. She loves her family, but she hates doing these things, but we did it for blood sport. And um, I wow. she'd never seen it. She'd never seen it. So she sat, we did it. We watched her family. Oh, and so we were commenting on there and then she saw Forrest Whitaker and she was like, wait, Forrest Whitaker is in this. And I'm like, honey, let me tell you the plight of a black actor in Hollywood. You yeah. take what you can get when you're building yourself to the point where people respect you. And so clearly it was enough. Of, and it's a memorable film. And so people know Forrest Whitaker is in this memorable oh, film. Oh, without a doubt. It works. Without a doubt. Of, of JVCDs or JCVDs, you know, canon, this and a couple others are the first that spring to mind. And you got to be a true fan to get in the weeds on some of them. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, um yeah that was my uh three what do you got uh three is captain america the winter soldier okay go for it yeah i didn't want to do i only want to do one of the mcu films but this one there's just great great hand-to-hand with him and bucky throughout the whole movie whenever they confront each other uh captain yeah he does he does use the shield of course but they're just great back him and crossbones Mm -hmm. going at it as well and all so there's enough fight scenes plus overall it's an absolutely excellent movie, top to bottom. You know, Robert Redford and all of that getting involved there. But like, just, just it's just stellar. And then you have all these scenes where he's fighting all these people in close quarters. I think the elevator yeah. fight scene is in this movie as well. It is. Uh, so all of that, to me, makes it a hand-to-hand combat movie that qualifies. Because the hand-to-hand combat is not the focus of the movie. The focus of the movie is the overall political intrigue and what have you. But when the hand-to-hand combat happens, it's stellar. It's excellent, especially because he's fighting someone like Bucky, who is at his level, yes. which he doesn't, he hasn't done. I don't think uh, at this point in his coming back from a frozen sleep or whatever, done. So him going toe to toe with Bucky challenges him uh, to be able to go to, to be mm-hmm. able to go and fight, well, do whatever, so and survive. So he's the friend, the even worse Nazis version of a super soldier. So yeah. that's why he's. Yeah on the same level yeah which is but the redford little twist is so good oh my god yeah dude of all the people it's so perfect anyway yeah best casting and if for anybody that grew up with robert redford too yeah yeah if you just see it in your young kids like ah, there's an old man but like man if you knew redford and what that really such great casting yeah agreed uh all right so what's your number two uh, two is, uh, you know, it's weird is I, I excluded superhero films, but my oh. two flies in the face of that on some level, which is matrix. 
Uh, it's my one, The Matrix. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because um, yeah. I was like, in my head, I thought about different superhero movies. I was like, yeah, but given the fact that certain people can fly in this world. Mm. But I, I guess if I have to make an argument with my own brain is because the world they're flying in, The Matrix, is fictitious, or at least yeah. it's an orchestrated world. It's not really meant to be set in reality Mm -hmm. uh that's the line i'm going to draw but the martial arts and the fighting in that is just stellar yeah dude a thousand percent agree and and the movie itself is really fucking good uh yeah the the fight scenes are incredible and the movie is damn good and uh, film change like change the genre of film that movie is so good that i'm looking forward to the sequel even though i've been so thoroughly disappointed up until this point but i want to hold out hope that they can lasso this shooting star one more time yeah yeah um because i can't imagine anybody else at this point doing it except for the wakowskis because it is them and they are it at least to you know what i watch of theirs yeah Yeah. uh so yeah i'm holding out hope that's how good the first one is even though you do have the big gun scenes like in the hotel lobby right right once all the bullets run out like they run through they fire their guns and whatnot but they are Punch. He, he takes on the other agent, and they're just fighting with each other's hands. They try and fire at each other, but to no avail. Uh, so then it comes to be who's who can kick whose ass. Well, there's a number of them, right? And I'm, I'm sorry, I meant the medium of film, not the genre of film. For everybody gets too upset, but yeah, th- there's multiple fight scenes, right? Carrie Ann Moss has her opening fight mm-hmm. scene that's hand to hand, in essence, combat with those police officers. Yeah, she jumps up and does that holding crane kick air yeah, thing. Exactly. The camera whips around. She's like, pow. And then uh, the fight scene with him and, of course, with him and uh, uh, Lawrence Fishburne in the dojo. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then later on when he has to fight Agent Anderson, even though they do have a gun, guns, they are mostly doing a bunch of martial arts fight scenes, uh, martial arts scenes or moves rather with each other. So there's a lot throughout the movie. There's a number of fight scenes that aren't just Neo. There are other people yeah. having fight scenes as well, which I think is excellent. Uh, and that's why I put it at number one because it's a great film and it has fantastic fight scenes. But you know, it's your number two. I I knew it was on the road to being great because in the trailer they showed that Keanu running and then running up in the dojo up the yeah. side of the wall and doing the big backflip. And you saw that in the trailer and you're like, "What is this movie? This is, looks yeah. amazing!" And having seen that reveal, it didn't disappoint. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you see the average. It's the first thing I think of, but Adam Sandler, they put the best punchlines in the trailer, and then you see the movie, and you're like, those were those were your high water marks, guys. <laughs> yeah, should, have saved, should have saved some of those. I just remember that specifically about Waterboy. I was like, oh man, the Ugh. two things I would have laughed hardest at you using the trailer. Yeah. I don't really watch his movies much anymore, but he doesn't really make movies for me. Uh, yeah, no, he doesn't. He doesn't make yeah. his- occasionally he does, and I will happily watch those uncut gems. Right. Enjoyed it thoroughly. Oh, absolutely. But that's not his film. He's in it, but that's not his film. The films he makes, though, you're absolutely with your correct assessment. The films he makes, like Hubie Hollywood and shit, yeah. those aren't really for us anymore. It's family fair. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, fun laughs, easy yeah. laughs. Grown-ups, too, and shit. Yeah, yeah, it's not my jam. But Uncut Gems is fucking stellar. You're right about that. Um, okay, so then we're up to your number one, I imagine. Uh, my one and your two, it looks like. Yeah, well, depending on which one you chose, did you choose? Well, I guess it, it doesn't matter since we're doing the same franchise. Yeah, yeah, I did one. Yeah, I did two because of that kitchen fight scene. Jesus Christ, man. I, but yeah. please, go ahead. I, I But they're both. Yeah. To me, there is no two without one. That was That's why. So mm, I was just like, I'm choosing point. this because 
I so thoroughly enjoyed this. And the thing is, I still prefer the first one to the second one because that's the one that out of nowhere, you matrixed me and you made this whole new that's kind of subgenre. And right. now I'm in for, hey, we're going to do Raid 5. All right, you could still do this. All right, I changed my mind. You're right, Raid 1. Let's screw it. That's, okay. that's, that's a fair point because you're right. There would be no two without the one, and the one itself is a better overall film. Um, but that kitchen fight scene in two is why it's great initially, because I usually hate kitchen fight scenes, Matt. They're such a fucking cliche because there's all kinds of things you can grab. So it's very easy for a fight choreographer to go, well, let's put it in the kitchen because it'll give me a lot of stuff. But this is you a uniquely different kind of kitchen fight scene that absolutely works. And they <laughs> use what they use sparingly because it's about their uh, abilities to fight each other more than anything else. And the occasional prop gets used. Uh, so I like that. So it's excellent, man. It is. the In the first one, mm. the boss's main henchman, the guy that went on to be in Force Awakens. Yeah. Um. The fight scene between him and the two brothers mm. should be ridiculous because it goes on for so long and they have so much energy. Oh, but excellent. it's so beautifully choreographed that you don't care because they, they adhere to a reality of nobody could really withstand all of this, like when they're kicking the faceless individual's asses. Right. So you have to build up the stakes a little bit. They do take that fight on for a crazy long time. Yeah. And unlike Atomic Blonde, where they're slowing down as yeah. their you know, stamina decreases their endurance decreases right this one just they still they go from 100 to 95 to yeah. 90 it's still pretty much the same but i didn't care i was like that was that was excellent and the fight in the, the hallway scenes and hmm. the going traveling between all the apartments and having to fight break your way out of this one get over here it's the yeah. kinetic energy of this uh it's it's so fantastic yeah a thousand percent agree i mean like the 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 like you said the things that they endure in those fights like when he's going like face first onto the floor and mm-hmm. his back out like like and then being able to flip out of it and move around and all that it's incredible and the reason it works is because those guys put enough believability in their reactions to what's happening uh, yeah. that you buy it and that's a shout out to Gareth Evans who did a fantastic job directing that damn movie directing that movie uh, and if you haven't seen Gangs of London yet can't recommend that enough as well same kind of fight scenes that occur throughout an overall story in that series that are excellent. And uh, there's no, there's nothing as great as the raid, but there's stuff that's just as good yeah. in, some of the, in some of the sequences. So, yeah. Yeah. There will be more than likely something better than the raid at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe not. Maybe it'll be the gold standard for this type of, you know, subgenre type of thing. It's good. Uh, it was, it was fun rewatching the fight scenes again for the, for the show. I was just like on YouTube. Yeah. It was good. Like, dancing around. Um, all right. Well, there we go. There's our two right. lists. Yeah, there's our two lists. There, we're gonna put our list together now and uh, get you an overall uh, top ten official list here. And then we have uh, James's list to read, and we also have shout outs. Yeah, so don't so go away. Stay tuned for all of that. Absolutely. Okay. So it's raid versus uh, matrix. Yeah. One two. I have raid one. I think for hand to hand combat, that's all they do. Mm-hmm. Or at least Matrix, they do shoot guns and stuff, but it's not really about the guns because how can I denigrate my number two? So, do you just want to flip a coin? Yes. <laughs> okay. Do you have one just in case? Yep. Yeah, I've got the All official. Right. Oh, the official quarter quote. The official. Yeah. yeah. I, I've got a quarter here as well. Which would you prefer? Oh, no, the official. Let's keep it official. Oh, okay. So, it's less weighted than a U.S. mint. 
quarter. Okay. <laughs> well, you you could choose either side of the quarter, but anyway, all right, no. flipping. Call the air. Well, actually, there's no call. We know who's who. Bats, baby. So the raid is number one. I knew it. Uh, it's a weighted coin. Everybody knows it's a weighted coin. So right. our next highest in common is what? Born Identity, then Atomic Blonde, then Old Boy. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, John Wick. Where's John? Do you have John Wick on yours? No. So John Atomic Wick. Blonde, Old Boy, and Born Ultimatum. Yeah, Ultimatum's eight for me. Old Boy seven, Atomic Blonde five. So it'd be five, eight. Okay. For uh, Atomic Blonde. Okay. Seven what for Born? Since it's both. Uh, eight for me. And then Old Boy would be my number uh, nine now. What's my seven? So I guess Atomic Blonde. I'm sorry, that'd be my number 10 now. Okay. That's your seven? Okay, so do we want to vault Atomic Blonde this high, or would you rather have your number three, say? Mm, no, I'm cool with vaulting Atomic Blonde that high. Okay. All right. I mean, who's who's holding our list going like, what the fuck? You know, it's our list. Um. All right, I'm going to put Born series next. Okay. What's your highest individual? Uh, the next one is number three for me. Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Um, all right, so I've got my three as well as Bloodsport. Oh, I think it's a better film. I think Captain America, Winter Soldier. Yeah, but Captain America, they're superheroes. You know what I mean? For hand-to-hand. Wait, there's no qualification for that. And then the raid's not sure even in conversation. Or the Falcon, Matrix, which you Falcon's admitted was yeah. a superhero film. Well, no, no, I'm saying... The the definition, the difference, distinction I'm going to make is that their flying around happens in a digital reality, and it's not ostensibly set in our reality. So I'm excluding superheroes because it's set in our reality, right. and we have superheroes. So I, I don't know. I was looking for more realistic hand-to-hand is what I'm saying. So I'm going to flip this coin. Realistic. Okay. All right, Raid. All right, Raid. Flip the weighted coin. What do you want the quarter instead? And you can call the air. The quarter. All right, call in the air. Three, two, one, go. Heads. Still spinning. Still. Oh. (laughs) Oh, for two, my friend. Oh, for two. That house is slanted in some way. Sure. Sure, to the correct side. Oh, so that is blood sports, and then shameless cap winter soldier. I know some of you like it where we used to argue about, it, but we can't. We can't. We don't have the time. It'll to take argue. too long. Yeah. So then, um, well, old boy, we have it. What eight ten? Yes, I, I have seven. Old boy, seven. Seven ten. Okay, that's fine. Let's just do it there. Okay. All right, what's your next highest? Four, John Wick. The John Wick series continuum. Um, all right, I have my four in Sherlock Holmes. Are you okay. really going to flip after you won twice already? You can't give me one? Dude, what's fair is fair. If we've established a protocol of flipping, I think we continue with that <sighs> protocol all right. as opposed to... I, I've given you the option of which coin. Which coin would you like again? <laughs> Let's go to the weighted coin. I, I don't know which one you're referring to because you at this point have slandered both coins. 
So, sir, I'm going to need you to clarify. No, I slandered your house on the corner. I did not slander the coin on the corner. I slandered <sighs> the weighted coin over here. Go ahead. Maybe just once it'll go my way. Maybe just once. And for once it did. Oh! Nice. All right. Uh, that was again. I'm sorry. It's late. Uh, John Wick. Okay. I'm free. Where are we at right now? Got one left. Oh, okay. Um, I have my six. Okay. I've got my five. Okay. Um, all right. There we go. Cool. Awesome. All right. Uh, here we go. The top 10 head-to-hand combat movies. Yeah. At number 10. Rumble in the Bronx. At number nine. Sherlock Holmes. At number eight. John Wick 3. At number seven. Oh, boy. At number six. Captain America. At number five. Bloodsport. At number four. Uh, the Bourne series. At number three. Atomic Blonde. Numero dos. The Matrix. And our number one hand-to-hand combat movie is... The Raid Redemption. And I've got James's list here. Oh, yeah. That's your James's list. Um, So he says, hey, guys, sounds good. Uh, pardon me. I'm all for shootouts and explosions, but give me swinging fists and flying kicks any day. Something about hand-to-hand combat feels more brutal, lean, and dare I say, intimate. I realize not every movie is strictly hand-to-hand fights, so for this list, all the film needs is at least one legitimate hand-to-hand combat scene. Now let's fight. Ten, he's got The Night Comes for Us. I don't know that one. Yeah, it's a new one. It's a zombie kind of one that's a martial artist. Okay. Nine, he's got uh, Mission Impossible Fallout. Mm. Eight, Born Ultimatum. That almost made my list, Mission Impossible Fallout. Anyway, yeah. Seven Fist of Fury. Yeah. Six is The Matrix. Five is Rumble in the Bronx. Four is The Raid. Three is Police Story. Two is Enter the Dragon. And the number one is The Raid 2. So he put both raids on there. All right. Fair enough. And he says, uh, thank you guys always for the great show. Listening to the top 10 is always fun and has been a big help and distraction throughout what is otherwise a pretty shitty year. Happy holidays and looking forward to more in the new year, James. You too, James. Thank you. Yes, sir. And then uh, we have shout outs for the people. Yep, yep. Uh, For everybody that supports us once a month at the $5 and up, this is our way of saying thank you. And we give you a shout out on the show. And uh, I've got mine open. You ready to roll? Uh, Let me pull mine up here. Uh, Matt Nost. Matt Nost. All right, cool. Let's do it. Uh, You got V2? V2, yes. V2. All right. Uh, Angela Dashner. Hold on. Sorry, buddy. It's nope. taking a little time to come up. Here we go. Okay. I think you said, uh, yeah, I'm ready to roll. And then... no, 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 okay. no, right. Charles J. Clark. Uh, Sam Fernando. Uh, Mike Barrington. David Mitchell Baker. Andrew Hayes. Christos Alexakos. Yeah. Ray Roche. Uh, Robert Miller. Colson Coliopolis. Uh, Sorry about that. Colson. Uh, Benny Haste. J. Scotty St. Clair. Michael D. Dyke. Robert Francesco Surase. Cody Rexford. Jeff Kelly. Josh Stett. Billy Gilliams. Daniel McCarty. Paul Cree. Mark Fawcett. Kristen Kurtz. Bobby Carney. Oh, Chris Lemke. 
Uh, Nick Baldwin. Johanna Lenavirta. Darren Bush. Bernie Knapp. Lawrence Witt. Steve Schluckemeyer. Houston Bodily. Ravi Prasad. Joe Farrelly. Mark Menchaka. Josh Mabry. Ben Cartwright. Josh Sachs. George Menchaka. Eric Bloor. Zach Butts. Ben Archambault. Andy Tan. Ed Buzzkirk. Drew Enns. Andrew Marker. Robert Haley. Francisco Ramirez. Michael Bauer. Phil Knuckles. Ryan Latonin. Callie Onken. Uh, Ruben Enriquez. Joseph Curran. Edward Wilshire. Sam Monsalvi. Francisco J. Torres. Jimmy Nost. Connor Teal. Michael Kelly. Dominic Greaves. Matt Simmons. Jeremy Bowers. James Petty. Christopher Brockman. Blake Gant. Cameron Chapman. Alex Russell. Gareth Weldon. Uh, JIC317. Ahmed Ali. Pasquale Bufamante. Dan Petraglia. Christopher McIntyre. Louis Berrigan. Adelardo Fuente. Reagan Lovig. Keith Archer. Matt Hannigan. Maurice Robinson. Marcus Davenport. Uh, Gunner R. Jambia Canazar. Nizar Alabasi. John Douse. Dale Varley. Cody Markham. Phil Neglia. Chris Consiglio. Wayne Murphy. Edward Dobbins. Kevin Foss. Brian Akins. Deborah Torres. What's up, Deborah? Jeff Saliba. John Keefe. Kristen Smith. Marcel Behrman. Dan Nye. Chris Cabrera. Joey Anthony. Anthony Casanova. Colton Thompson. Uh, Heinrich Winterland. Uh, Tom Daniel Williams. Ryan Payne. Justin Kelly. Lachlan Skinner. Charles Kim. Fred Castillo. Zachariah Kaufman. Jeff Dickin. Sean Labua. Uh, Jody Money. Tim Reimert. Raymond Monroe. Eric Bruin. Kyle Beckworth. Jonathan Caro. Haley Morton. Bobby Michael. Stephen Armstrong. Drew Burkhart. Stacy Flores. Luke Allison. Ian Horner. Timothy R. Williams. TJ Red Hot Cox. Jordan Wiltshire. Kyle Spahn. James Winstead. Sean Scott. Josh Lawrence. Chelsea Lewis. Rodrigo Valverde III. Stephen Westaway. Andre Constantinescu. Catherine Samuels. Todd Whitkey. Roque Ariana. Alan Snuffleupagus Bennett. Ben Caridi. Brainerd Caridi, rather. Charlie McKenna. Matthew Jansen. Juan Reyes. Josh Murphy. Ashley Prowls. Johanna Schmidt. David Gregson. Christian Lungard Kuehler. Ian Brick Beltran Lopez. Evan Zoller. Thorsten Almuller. Jacob Pullen. Philip Lane. Jen Kemp. Ryan McKenna. Mike Shea. What's up, Mike? Alexander Marzonia. Garth Wizenant. Noel Kelleher. Jim Payne. The Cinephiles. Uh, Andy Ortiz. Nathan Williams. Matthew Lee Cravens. James Trapani. Seth Shearer. Laura Deverson. Matt Yund. Chris Jones. Luke Larson. Julian Key. Scott Kohler. Joseph C. Shade. Charles Hudden. Michael Ruggeri. Jan Soderman. Paul Klevitz or Kivitz. Sorry about that. Uh, Miles Atwood. Kevin Brown. Michael F. Hampton. Maggie Ledbetter. Keith Below. A.J. Pouch. Viola Helg. Dylan Johnson. Thomas Drufke. The Blast from Our Past podcast. William Green. James Leggett. Uh, Chene Taylor. Uh, uh, I can't. 
Ikeaka Monte. Hope I got that right. Ken Carr. Abby Lugo. Martin Windiger. Isaiah Hoffman. Uh, Charlene Gregory. Joshua Elkins. Tim Etheridge. Chris Clough. Mike Ferreira. Mark E. Riley. Oh, oh no, we're down into, okay, none of oh. those people. None of those people? Okay. No, 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 for some reason it downloaded on the second time. None of so, those people, but our eternal gratitude goes to you all. Yeah, that absolutely. That level. Yeah, we uh, broke into the $1 for the Oh, last, okay, no worries. You know, a handful of those. Okay. Uh, but our thanks to those people. Sorry, the list keeps going for another 50 or right. 60 names at that point. <laughs> and we specifically put up, you know, uh, shout outs at five and above. So we thank yeah. you, though, everybody that supports us over at patreon.com forward slash the top 10 with the number 10. We thoroughly appreciate it. Absolutely. We do. Thank you so much. Um, yeah. Well, thank you so uh, to everybody for listening this week. We hope your holidays are, uh, you're staying safe and you're enjoying them as best you can, wherever you are, mm-hmm. make sure to stay six feet apart, wash those hands and you can follow me anywhere at Matt Nost. Uh, check out my other show, uh, settle the score or uh, yeah, just follow me online at Matt Nost and you can see all the stuff that I'm doing. And that is it for me this week. Okay. You can follow me at the Roca says on Twitter and on Instagram. Don't forget the top 10 has a YouTube channel as well. Maybe some of you are watching on the YouTube channel. Those of you who all listen to us on podcast, maybe you don't know we have a YouTube channel. Come on over there and subscribe to that. We're trying to increase the monetary aspect of the YouTube channel. So all the uh, views you can give it, all the likes, the comments, all of that helps to get mm-hmm. us uh, get more money in the coffers here for the top 10 and help us do more things, more shows and what have you. And as Matt said, I echo his sentiments. Hope you're having a great holiday season uh, and uh, staying safe out there, wear your mask as well. And also, um, uh, you know, just uh, do what you need to do to get through the tough times. If you're experiencing some tough times during the season, go back and listen to the best of our episodes. Go, you know, keep us Please. on a loop for you all. We will entertain you. Trust me. We do all so much content here on the show that it's enough to carry you through whatever day you may have. You got five years of content to go back and listen to and enjoy and laugh along with us. So please do so if you're down and hey, greatest gift you can gift, give somebody on Christmas or during the holidays is the gift of the top 10 show. Tell them about it. Get them excited about it. Get, get, you know, give them your favorite episode and then maybe, maybe they'll come aboard and become a fan as well and possibly become a patron at patreon.com slash the top 10. All right. Uh, that's it, Matt. Are we out of here? Uh, we are out of here, man. Enjoy your right. holiday. Take care, guys. Peace. Ooh.